0: Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. And I'm Ryan. And today we're going to talk about a movie Ryan had never seen. Yep. Um, it is probably the hottest day of the year right now.
1: I think the hottest day of the year was like two days ago, where it was it, like 105. It's still,
0: it's still up there though. Oh,
1: it's three Yeah, no, it was 96 so, on the temperature gauge on my dash when I pulled yeah. up. Ugh.
0: So, in honor of the, of the summer... We are going to talk about a little film called *Wet Hot American Summer*. <laughs> uh, this is a comedy from 2001, yeah. directed by David Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, and stars a bunch of people that you've heard of um, before <laughs> you before surprised. you knew who they were. Um, so, yeah, this uh, is a little cult comedy. Um, I think the first time I saw this was probably when I started dating my wife. um a few years ago yeah and since then i've watched the prequel series on netflix and started the sequel series but um she owns it on dvd so we started watching it yeah she showed me that and i was like that's a funny movie i can watch that Okay, Whenever. Okay.
1: so that's the connection with Netflix that this has.
0: Yes, uh, it, it got two spinoffs.
1: Okay, because that's what confused me about this entire thing, because it's, it starts off with being the last day of summer. Yeah. And you've always told me that, so I've always thought that it was like a modern-made movie that came out recently that was a prequel to an actual 80s movie for some reason. Like, I've always thought that in my head. Okay. It might be because I've seen previews for the prequel thing yeah. on Netflix that I always thought that it was, like, a carryover or something. Yeah,
0: my brother watched the series on Netflix. He's like, this is really good. He's like, well, did you watch the movie? He's like, no. There's a movie. There's <laughs> a movie. It, what's great about the the TV series and the movie is the movie is the last day of camp. Yeah. The first the first series is the first day of camp. And it's... 15 years later. So you have all the same actors coming back, playing the same roles who are supposed to be younger than they are in the movie, but they're all 15 years older. (laughs) So they're, they've aged, they've gained weight. They've like, the only person who looks the same is Paul Rudd. Well, Of course.
1: (laughs) Paul Rudd is ageless. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that's how I was introduced to the movie. Um, What did you
1: think of it? To be honest, it's a cool classic and it shows. There were a couple funny moments in it for me, but other than that, like it. We talked about. uh, Mel, uh, we talked about Mel Brooks. Yes. And his films. And I went on a little bit of a rant about why I like older comedies compared to like newer comedies. And this film for me is kind of an example of a newer comedy. Yeah. Like I get like, it was pretty from what I took of it. It was more of a satire comedy. Like it was making fun of all of the, you know, quote unquote teenager movies that were made in the eighties. Yeah. Like it was making fun of that. You know, like every, you know, you've got the core group of guys and girls that are hooking up with each other left and right or trying to, but then it did throw other narratives into it which I did like with the um with the assistant professor and a uh, David Hyde Pierce yeah. yeah. Like that storyline. The storyline with Stabler being the chef. Yeah. So like there were different things in it that I did like. It's just the whole like teenage hooking up thing left and right and the, the the one scene that made me actually roll my eyes was at the very end when she was like, I'm 16. I'm just looking for sex. Yeah. Like that. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. Okay. This is a cult movie. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I said to my wife, cause we watched it together yesterday before, for the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, Ryan's going to hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a feeling he's not going to like it.
1: I mean, I didn't, here's it, I didn't absolutely hate it. I can tell that it's a cult film and I yeah. can see where people can find this funny. It's the same. It's, this movie's in the same category for a lot of people that Starship Troopers is for me. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible movie. It's corny as hell. Only a few people like it. And I like it because it's corny. Yeah. It fits the mold for me. This movie fits the mold for other people. And that's perfectly fine. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: regardless of it, if you like it or not, yeah. there is some... Huge talent in this. Oh no 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 no! And it, 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 that's I know, the thing. I like, know. Yeah,
1: the top actors like right now, like some of the top actors right now, or have been hot for the past like seven years, are in this movie.
0: Yeah. So you've got Paul Rudd, who we've talked about. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Hmm. Amy Poehler. Yeah. uh Bradley Cooper in his first film. Yeah. Um. And then you've got a bunch of people who are known for comedy so you've got molly shannon janine garuffalo um elizabeth banks if i didn't say her already um it's just a huge cast oh, yeah. and even the guy who plays cooper coop yeah. um he's michael show walter he directed the big sick which was yeah. a huge movie last year mm-hmm. did you get to see that yet not yet oh i'm gonna have to make you watch that that's fine um because it's really good. It's nothing like this. Oh yeah. Um, have you? You you've probably never seen any other David Wayne stuff, have you?
1: I I don't know to be honest okay. if I have or not. Uh, do
0: you Do you know of the state? It was an MTV show in the nineties. State the the state. It was the a com- it was a comedy show. No. Okay. That's where that's where this movie came from. Is
1: that's what it kind of felt like? Like it felt like it was a bunch of people that did skits with each other.
0: Yeah. Um, cause you've got the whole, the uh, comedy group Stella is in here yeah, with, uh, Michael Walter, Michael Ian Black, and I think David Wayne. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you. So you've got Bradley Cooper. Uh, I, I know you haven't seen the series yet, but, um, and you probably won't <laughs> judging by how you like the movie, <laughs> but when they brought everyone back for the series yeah. they couldn't keep everyone because of everyone's schedules they couldn't get everyone all at once yeah so when they they got Bradley Cooper in for like a few days and then they wanted his character in the whole thing so in the prequel he becomes DJ Bagface okay so he's just a he's DJing the party with a paper bag over his face and you just hear his voice and it's totally not Bradley Cooper <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely ridiculous, but yeah. it make but it still makes sense for the movie. Like yeah. it, it still works. Yeah. And then for the sequel series, they just recast him completely with Adam Scott.
1: Okay. Well, I mean Or, like,
0: or do you think people are going to make fun like tease me for my plastic
1: surgery? Like <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so stuff like that, I might actually watch a show. But, I mean, it's fun when they do stuff like that. Like, they they didn't get the same person. Yeah, They know the mood of the show. So they're just going to make a plastic surgery joke and just carry on yeah. and nobody's going to question anything. Like, that's, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, I like the prequel series. I haven't finished the sequel. Yeah. Because uh, they say in the movie... So it's all meet up here in ten years,
1: and then at the end of the movie, they have that thing where he walks in at the end, in the credits.
0: Oh, I didn't watch the credits. I forget what happened. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So they have the song playing, and it's all of the notes up on yeah. like the corkboard. You watch it for a couple of minutes, and then you see everybody. Like ten years later, it's nineteen ninety one, and so you've got the lack of a better term you've got like the slut characters yeah like they're wearing like high fashion for that time period yeah and the ones wearing that white dress suit skirt thing from uh oh man that scene so much conscious she she's being integrated she swings her legs
0: oh um basic instinct
1: basic instinct she's wearing that type of a like dress And then you have all the rest of them. They're all wearing like high, you know, like high fashion for the 90s. And then the one guy walks in and goes, oh, I I thought we said we were meeting at 930. And then the one goes, oh, no, no, no. We said nine. So we would all be here by 930. And he goes, oh, cool. And then it just cuts to the normal credits.
0: (laughs) I think this is a first for the podcast where you watched the post credit scene and I didn't.
1: Well, to be honest, I've like, probably
0: seen it before, but I just yeah. forget about it.
1: It's it's. I just watched it this it, morning. What's
0: weird about this movie is there are scenes in this that I don't remember from viewing to viewing. Like yesterday, watching it, I completely didn't remember the whole. We got to fight the. We got to play the other team in baseball, from the other camp, and like, <laughs> no, wait, this is very cliche. Let's not do this. Yeah, exactly it's okay guys they're cool we're not gonna do this like it's okay and I was like what the hell is it like I completely forgot about that joke
1: well that and it's probably and my favorite joke of the movie yeah and, and to be perfectly honest it was mine because like I said th- th- this thing's a satire now granted this movie what was made in 2001, 2001 2001 you could almost you could now I don't know of any other camp movies or shows but I know that there have been the only one I can think of is heavyweights yes but I know that there's others than that yes
0: well I mean, there my wife and I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, actually, go, go, keep your, keep yeah. going on your thoughts.
1: So, I mean, the fact that I, mean, I know these movies exist. Heavyweights exist. Heavyweights was basically a more adolescent version of the other movies that had been out about the same topic. Not, you know, yeah. an overweight camp, but just a summer camp. And to be perfectly honest, being a camp counselor myself when I was younger, I can't think of a camp that I've ever been to or heard anybody going to that is set up like the ones in those movies or like this movie, because I know it's a comedy and I know it's satire, but I've never known anybody or seen an actual summer camp where it's random kids that aren't involved in some other type of organization that go with young, with, you know, young, uh, very young adults or older teenagers being camp counselors. Okay. I've never seen that setup before, ever.
0: Okay, so what is your like? This this gets into my one question I yeah. had for the podcast today. Did you ever go to camp? I'm assuming you did
1: because you yeah, were in the yeah, scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to. I mean, granted, it was Boy Scouts, so it's kind of a different experience. But yeah, it was. Uh, hmm. You had you had the dining hall, so like in the movie, you have a dining room mm-hmm. building. You have a crafts center. Now, it wasn't a building. It was more like a hut. Like, it was, there wasn't yeah. any windows. There was, a, like, think of a pavilion with benches lining up. Yeah. And then with, like, picnic benches on the inside. And then you had the, the, the swimming area where the docks were. So that was pretty much exactly the same. Um, the one thing that they didn't have was, like, some type of shooting range. Like, we had a rifle range and a shotgun range and an archery range. And then you had like the science area where you went over like learning about animals and taking care of those merit badges, stuff like that. And then eventually I was on staff. So the funny thing at the beginning for me, like my, uh, my second favorite part of the movie is when they show them around the campfire doing stupid stuff, doing things that would probably get them fired. If the parents knew that they were doing, that's what it was like at Boy Scout camp. Like, you're talking o- about the opening scene? Yeah, the, op- okay. yeah, the, the, the very opening scene. Because being on staff, when the campers went around, we had our own cheers. We had our own skits that we did. After the troops would leave like the fire pit area yeah. where everybody did their skits and their songs, they would go out and go up to like the trading post and go to their campsites where, the, where they had giant tents that were metal-framed canvas tents on pallets. Yeah. And we would wait till they were out of earshot. And we had a song about nitroglycerin that was laced with profanity. We had another song that was about um, a guy that slipped that was uh, about to lose his virginity. And, uh, and he uh, slipped on the edge of the bed and broke his neck on the bedpost. Like there's wow. weird songs that just staff members did because we were all over the age of 18. We're not you know 14, 15, 16 years old. yeah like there's things that you know bring us together and we find funny. So I like the fact that it showed that part of it and then the whole going into town thing okay because whenever yeah. because, because whenever anybody went into town, everybody wanted to go.
0: Did you end up shooting up
1: heroin? I, no that's the example of a modern <laughs> comedy where they just go a little bit too far where what's it stops great, being funny what's
0: great about them going into town is it just keeps escalating and escalating oh, yeah. it, it doesn't go you can't go any worse than in a crack den shooting yeah. heroin yeah and then they just like that's just the that's david wayne like just the most extreme example of partying that you can do yeah and then like
1: they come back and they're yeah, fine. Yeah, come
0: back and they're fine. Yeah,
1: so now when when we were for anybody listening who's in uh, like northern eastern PA, it was up in the Poconos. And I'm not going to say the name of the camp just because I'm not I don't know what the legality of stuff like that is. But yeah. the whenever somebody would go into town, we had everybody had different nights that they were off and whenever you would reach like a Monday or Wednesday, you didn't have to go to dinner with the rest of the camp. Like you and the five guys, or even you and the, you know, the the female who was on staff would all go out and we would go to like Perkins or we would go to, you know, Red Robin or we yeah. would go into Walmart. And this, I will say, my funniest thing I've ever done in a Walmart. I ran out of that store. Oh really? And I was 18. And this is when I, uh, uh, and this was after they employed me, so okay. I did this after the fact. We're in Walmart, the Mount Pocono Walmart. I'll say that the Mount Pocono Walmart. And we we're raiding the DVD bin because we had a DVD player in the uh, um, in the staff room on the TV, and everybody's like putting their hands as far down as they can into like the five dollar bin of DVDs yeah. to try to pull to see what's in there. Well. I've never seen a dump bin, and that's the terminology. You've got the, the crate, that yeah. all the DVD sit It's a dump bin. I put my hand all the way down to the bottom, and I thought I grabbed a DVD. I grabbed a latch, and I pulled up, and the bottom part of the dump bin on the side opened up, and all of the DVDs fell out and onto the floor. Like, <laughs> and I'm talking like it made a sound as if somebody like knocked over a pyramid of like cans. Wow. Like that's the noise level and we scattered like cockroaches. That's like crazy. we just ran. I <laughs> I ran out of the store and this was after we were told by an employee to stop throwing a bouncy ball back and forth over the gondola, over the aisle device. Yeah. So we were already causing problems. People were already looking at us. Now we weren't wearing any scout uniforms. We we're wearing normal stuff. So there was nothing there to tie us to the actual camp. Yeah. But still. <laughs>
0: Um. So you only ever went to Boy Scout camp?
1: I only went to Boy Scout camp, and then I also did, also with Scouts, a different type of camp, which was Junior Leadership Training. That okay. Was something completely different. But I've only been to that.
0: Um, I've been to Boy Scout camp, and I I went two years, but I didn't go consecutive uh, yeah. two years back to back. So I had to do everything over again the second year I went, <laughs> which was stupid. Yeah. And I still am pissed about that. Yeah. Um, but then I also went to a camp kind of like the one in the movie yeah. where it's not really an organization. It was a YMCA camp, but I don't okay. really count that. Yeah. So it was co-ed, Yeah. Um, pretty close to what the,
1: okay. the camp is. So you have them. So these yeah. things do actually exist. Yeah. And they're, okay. they're,
0: the one I'm talking about is close to Carlisle. Oh. So it's uh, up in Pine Grove. Oh, interesting. But what's interesting is... This movie was filmed in Pennsylvania, out towards the That pokers. makes sense now, because Can't, it looked familiar. Yeah. Like the surrounding area looked it familiar. It was filmed at Camp Towanda, in Honesdale.
1: Is that the one that they filmed Friday the 13th at?
0: I don't think so, but I don't know.
1: It'd be funny if it was. I've never
0: seen Friday the 13th.
1: I've only seen bits and pieces. Okay. Of I'm not a slasher person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... So we talked a little bit about um, other camp movies, yeah. and the only one you could think of was Heavyweights.
1: Well, it's because I know that they're, I know that they're out there, but like I said, I'm yeah. not a fan of more of like the modern comedy. And there are some '80s comedies that I love, but there's a lot that I don't. Yeah, and like my comedy era comes from the '70s, the '70s and '60s, and I would say the oldest comedy that I like. Is Doctor Strangelove? How I Learned to Love the Bomb. Yeah, that is the oldest comedy that I like, and then like the newest comedy that I actually do like watching is The Hangover because it reminds me of a lot of the Mel Brooks stuff.
0: You know, you brought up Doctor Strangelove. Never seen it.
1: That's our next one. Yeah, Believe I knew as soon as me you said you'll it. Like yeah. it. Yeah, and just remember the thing was filmed. In the, I know the, the thing was filmed in the late fifties.
0: Um. Just while you're talking, another camp movie that pop up to me was Meatballs.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot about that. I don't think I've
0: seen Meatballs either, but if I did, it was a long time ago.
1: Same here. And I think that might, like, I watched Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon as a kid. And I think maybe there was Salute Your Shorts, Dude's Ranch, I always call it Hey Dude even though I know that's not the name or one of the two is the name.
0: Hey dude is is the name.
1: Yeah. It, hey dude. Yeah. Um, uh, Wild and crazy kids like that. It was during that time. I was probably like maybe five or six years old when that was yeah. going. And I didn't even like salute your shorts that much. So I think it just might be, I think it just might be the whole camp thing. I love heavyweights just because of the idea of it and the fact that you have like a comic genius in the movie. Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. Yeah.
0: You're not talking about Paul Feig?
1: Well, that too. Have I I
0: told my Paul Feig story on the podcast? I don't think so. Okay, I don't... Well, I know we haven't done the the heavyweights poster analyzation on the podcast. Yeah,
1: but we never did that. We never released that. we? We never
0: did. I'll have to see if I can find it. If not, we'll do it again. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so yeah. I ran into Paul Feig at New York Comic-Con because he always wears a suit no matter where he goes. Yeah. So I'm dressed as Nightmare Batman from Batman v. Superman. Yeah. And my wife is Bombshell Wonder Woman. So we're walking around Comic-Con. I just stop. I was like, hey, is that Paul Feig? <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, that's Paul Feig. I was like, let's go get our picture. So we go over to Paul Feig and we're like, this is this year that Ghostbusters had come out. Yeah. So we go up to him and say, excuse me, can we get a picture? We're big fans. And he's like, oh yeah, sure, sure. It's great. And so we get our picture. He, he tells my wife, she looks great. Yeah. Doesn't say shit to me. Of course. Um, and we say that we really enjoyed Ghostbusters. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, and I'm, when I'm a huge fan of heavyweights. Like, Oh wow. No one ever says that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Like he was so flattered that I knew what heavyweights was. Well,
1: it's, not just that there's a lot of movies out there for people in our age range so when i see that i'm talking your like late to middle like millennial type age right now a lot of people like that movie love that movie because it was a movie that teachers showed on fridays yeah or on you know days at the end of the semester like it was a movie that was safe to show in school
0: yeah it, it is I always watched it on, like, the Disney Channel. It was also on, on Disney Channel. So that's Channel, how yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. And then I, I own it on Blu-ray because yeah. they released a 20th anniversary of it a mm-hmm. few years ago.
1: So a lot of people like that movie, but it's not it's not a movie that's, like, heavy director name. Like, there's yeah. movies out there that are popular where it's not the movie title that catches your attention. It's, you know, it's the name of the director. Like, oh, my God, this was done by Lucas doesn't yeah. matter what the name of it is. was done by Lucas. Yeah. Like that, you know, like it's... That's the type of...
0: And Heavyweights has a lot more talent behind the scenes... Oh, yeah. Than... Than, like... Like they have the... Heavyweights has the talent behind the scenes. Wet Hot American Summer has the talent on screen. Like the, the young, budding talent.
1: Was any... Who, di- who... Well, you already said who directed the movie. But did any of the actors... Have any like? Did, were they involved in writing? Were they involved in anything besides? Acting? I think
0: there was some improv okay. on set.
1: That would make sense.
0: Okay, so uh, the movie was written by Michael Sherl-Walter, okay. who played Coop, okay. and David Wayne, the director. Okay, so that's where you get your your writing. So, yeah. Coop was involved okay. a lot. Um, I think there's a lot of improv in this. I think so too. Because um, you, I know Amy Poehler started with improv at yeah. UB, UCB, mm-hmm. um, so this is like that would be right in her wheelhouse. But, um, yeah. So you mentioned Stabler. Yes. What did you think of him in a comedy?
1: He was. That was actually my favorite part of the movie.
0: For anyone who doesn't watch uh, Law and Order SVU, or let, let me let me let me correct that. Anyone who didn't watch Law and Order SVU ten years ago, <laughs> it doesn't know who Elliot Stabler is. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Christopher Maloney, who's also uh, can be found now on Happy on Sci-Fi. Yes. Where he has a little talking uh, unicorn
1: talking to him. <laughs> I because. My wife is a big fan of SVU. Yes. And she watched it nonstop for so long and still would, does occasionally. And he was my favorite character in that show. Like, it's one of those things where she watches a show, eh, I'm not that into it, but I typically find some storyline or some character that I do like that makes the show interesting for me. Yeah. And he was that person. And I always see him as a cop. Like, I see him as a... You know, he's stubborn, thick-headed, but at the same time, he's still a little bit open-minded. Like, he's just kind of like a hard nose, like, wants to do the right thing cop. And then to see him in this <laughs> saying really weird things and going, no, I didn't. I didn't say that. Like, and then finally him talking to the can of mixed vegetables and telling him just to tell you know just to tell the truth and then his speech at the end just you know be who you are be true to yourself and then you have the, I'm going to you know, go hump this fridge. I'm going to go hump this fridge. And so the guy that's in the kitchen with him who knows that he has issues because he was in Vietnam. Yeah. Like brings the fridge over into a speech. He crawls on the thing in front of all the kids and starts humping the door handles and he just wheels it away like it was perfect. What's
0: great about like that scene is just the cuts of everyone's reactions. Cuz
1: everybody was happy for him. They're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. There's like, no like, point that anybody go like this guy is weird. Like even when he was saying the really like, you know, yeah. "This is my friend. He's holding up the can of the can of mixed vegetables." This is my friend.
0: In the prequel series, you get the origin of the can of vegetables. Yeah. Um Who's voiced by John Benjamin, who's Archer, huh. and Bob's Burgers. Interesting. Um, yeah, I really like him in this movie, and he's in the show too. Yeah, um, he's in it a lot. Yeah. So, if you enjoyed him, you, oh, yeah, you might no, have to I, check that out.
1: Like my favorites my favorite part, my favorite parts of the movie was with him. Everything that had to do with the. Uh, married couple,
0: the uh, Molly Chan- Shannon, yeah, the art, yeah. the arts, arts and crafts,
1: yeah, him. So like them getting married, and then th- the two bros see. Oh, you're talking about the gay couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like, the gay couple. And then you have like the two bros see them, and they're like, dude. <laughs> and then they they uh, they come into the dining hall. And they think that they're gonna like you know like humiliate them them, you know you know like haze them for being gay. But he's like, "Here, do you have this piece of furniture? Like, (laughs) like you know, it's like they're giving them a wedding gift." Yeah.
0: What's great, what's weird about that is they're like, "Oh my god, this will match the Afghan we just got." I'm like, "It's still in the box. You don't know what it looks like."
1: Exactly. So, I like their storyline. I like Stabler's storyline, and I was partial to the whole like assistant professor. Yeah. Like the more they got into the whole thing with like some, you know, for the space lab piece of debris coming down. Like I was, I was thinking to myself like, is this serious or is he doing this to like make her last day fun? Like I couldn't tell if it was David proposal or if it was a legit piece of space junk that was falling from Uh, the sky. this,
0: This movie, like David Hyde Pierce is playing so against type because at this point, He's about ten years into, or like eight years into Fraser. Yeah, and this is the first time I've watched this movie since I went hard on watching Fraser. Yeah, like I'm probably past the point where he was when he made this movie. Yeah, in the show, but it's it so he's so different from uh, Niles in this. Yeah, like he, Niles is very calm and collected and neurotic. Whereas this guy's like,
1: I said no, woman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it's more Kelsey Grammer than anything.
1: Yeah, and and that's where like it was that interaction that made me like that one. Legitly, everything else annoyed me. Yeah, to a point. I mean, granted, I'm a guy, and I'll admit the visuals oh. were good, but the storyline not so much.
0: Oh, yeah, it it's completely a like, it's just ridiculous this this
1: movie was made for pretty much anybody between the ages of like 16 and like 23 yeah that's what this is like like just driven towards mainly men i think mainly males but there were moments i liked others i didn't but unfortunately besides those three storylines the rest of the movie was just horny teenagers
0: yeah because you have one literally running like fifty miles to go have sex.
1: Exactly. With a girl that only starts kissing people when they have bubble gum. When they chew gum. I guess. That was that was the thing. Because after she grabs his crotch, he drives out, telling her that he's gonna be back. He's got she's seen kissing three other guys, and each time, the first time she does the whole bubble like gum thing again and then the two other times they're both chewing gum so it's a really weird thing and yeah. then at the very end of the movie i don't even think anybody talks about how old they are until the very end where she's like i'm 16 and then yeah. that like th- that's a line where it's like through everything that's happened in that movie they never talk about age they never Bring up anything along those lines at all? They just have all this like drama going on with sex and making out and everything else. So then all of a sudden at the like the last last part of the movie, oh, I'm 16. All I care about is sex. And you're like, oh my god, how (laughs) how old are some of these characters supposed to be? And what? what, Yeah, they're they're all
0: teenagers. Like it's it's a camp, so they're all teenagers. Like what? What I what I like about this movie is they really do play with the age thing because mm-hmm. you have all this ridiculous shit going down and they're supposed to be teenagers but they're adults yeah like they're all in their twenties mm-hmm. and it gets even more ridiculous when they're all in their forties playing sixteen years old like uh. it's just ridiculous and I think that word pretty much sums up this movie is yeah. ridiculous.
1: How many kids die in the camp on the last day? Because just, you have the one that drowns. Yeah. And then, and then you have the one that drowned two kids drowned in this movie. Yeah.
0: And then I don't know what happens to the kids that Paul Rudd just shoves out of the van. Out of the van. <laughs> I just, like, I like that bit because it's like, oh shit, I could get in trouble for this. I'm just going to murder another kid. Yeah, exactly. Get them out of here. Like, like
1: that, that's, that's the part that I find hysterical was when it comes to Paul Rudd, granted, I like Paul Rudd and that was funny, but when it came to hit that whole drama, those were the only moments with him. I really found funny was when, you know, some kid would die because he's being a hornball. And then he decides to throw their friend out of the van going 30 miles an hour in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to a pizza party. We're going to a pizza party out of the van. <sighs> <laughs> <Going> to... <laughs>
0: um, one of my favorite moments is the motorcycle chase.
1: Oh, yeah. When he stops at the hay bale. When he stops at the hay bale. He's
0: like, oh, no. And then um, you've got uh, Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine on the motorcycle. Yeah. uh, And he just stops like, damn it. No. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. (sighs) I think there's anything else I wanted to cover.
1: One thing I did like was how authentic they made it to the early 80s, late 70s. Yes. That's one thing I did like about this, especially with the nerd group. Because you had the teenagers and at one point like I didn't like I didn't realize it at first, but then when they started doing like the group activity, like when it was after he spots the thing falling from the sky, the one kid dressed up from Uh, Oh crap! What was the name of the show? Robin Williams, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. The one kid was dressed up as Mork from Mork and Mindy, yellow shirt, yeah, the the rainbow suspenders. Yeah, I know. And then at the very end, he goes nanu nanu. (laughs) That that would make sense for that time period. You would have a kid who is interested in science would like the show more. Who is
0: credited as Mork kid? Like that's his name in the credits. Mork kid. I didn't even notice that. I noticed that in the credits. Like, oh yeah, I guess that would be his name. Yeah,
1: because um, I mean, all of the kids had a stereotype, like the directors did, like the 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 camp director, the camp counselors, the kids—they all fit stereotypes, and each one was played, clothing and all, perfectly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that I did like about it.
0: Yeah, it's very accurate to camp experiences in that sense. Yeah, everyone has their own little niche. Yeah. What niche did you fall into as a camper?
1: Huh. Well, with scouts, it's kind of hard to fall into a niche. But, well, because everybody's almost dressed the same. Yeah. Like you Because th- the difference between, I think, what people who went to camps like this compared to scouting, camp was fun. You had the waterfront. You had the shooting ranges. You had scout craft. You had the high adventure posts. You had the weird hikes to go on. That you're like, especially up in the Poconos, there was a, called the muck hike, where you walk through a swamp okay. up to your neck in muck. Oh, you wow. come back looking like swamp thing. So think of like 150 kids coming back, covered to head to toe and mud, and all you can see is their eyes. Wow. <laughs> like, it's, but, so things like that. And you go and the big thing is merit badges like that's when you can get a ton of merit badges at one time so you have so you have the kids that are dead set on getting eagle which i was so i saw it like a fun summer school there really weren't cliques per se because you were in your troop okay so whatever niche you were in in your troop those like the same kids you hung out with every thursday or friday at the scout meetings were the same kids you hung out at camp with
0: now, when you were a counselor, was that the same deal? Is there clicks a when the counselor was counselors? a
1: little different because everybody you had you. <laughs> here's the thing: you're employed. Yeah. So if you cause trouble, you're fired. Yeah. That simple. So by the second week, all of the troublemakers were gone, and even though there were like 17 of us or 20 of us, we were just one group. Like, you had, like, these two guys were best friends before they came, you know, these two guys are family, or these three or four from the same, you know, like, you know, these two are brothers, and then those two are the yeah. cousins. So, like, you had that, so, like, they would go off on their own. But other than that, like, you kind of just stuck with your bunkmate. But then, because, like, every week you had your, your night off, it was random people every week. Yeah. So there wasn't a chance to get that niche together i mean you did have the people working in the same areas, so like you had all the guys that work waterfront or a bit closer to each other than you know i was down i worked the rifle range when i was a counselor so i was close to the guy that did shotgun and uh and the woman that taught archery so i was close to them but at the same time like i didn't hang out with them any more than the guys at waterfront okay so all
0: right um
1: we did do a massive water gun fight one night. Oh, really? Yeah, the entire camp was involved. Oh, nice. We did, a, and I had the biggest water gun because I, of course, uh, if I'm going to get a water gun, I'm going to get the super, super soaker XL that has a double barrel and the strap that you have to put around your shoulder. that <laughs> has the tripod that sticks out of the bottom. Um, we had a golf cart and the camp director, the camp assistant director, uh, well, two of the waterfront guys were sitting on the back of it mm-hmm. and they were driving. The thing trying to go full speed. This thing was set to go like four, maybe five, like not that fast. Like, so they're driving the thing and they've, and they've got water tanks and stuff on it and they're driving it. And the idea was that they were going to drive around a waterfront because the other team's base was in not the parade field where the flag was, but there was another field that was open in between the parade field and waterfront yeah the idea was to get down to waterfront with them and i wanted to go along but i couldn't fit and go around and get them from the back because it was kind of like a capture the flag type yeah deal. so we're at night so they're driving and there were three of us that wanted to go but we couldn't get seats on it so we couldn't so i just started running alongside of it not knowing that the thing had a governor on it that held it at like three four miles an hour or slower than that yeah So I start running next to it, and it's a good maybe quarter of a mile from where we were to where the waterfront was. Yeah. At that time, I was hiking all the time, being outside in the heat. So I was a bit, I was better shape than I am now. I kept up with it, and I noticed the flashlight came over like on the side of my face at one point, and the camp director's like, "Dude, he's a robot, no expression." (laughs) And then the kid in the back goes, "What?" And he goes, "Dude, he looks like the." He looks like the liquid Terminator. No expression on his face at all because I'm just I'm keeping pace with them driving in the golf cart, and I'm just holding this massive water gun full of water, Yeah. keeping up with them like right where the seats were. Now, granted, by the time we got to waterfront, I was winded. Like I was like, "Hang on, guys." <sighs> <sighs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. Uh, but that's like. It's fine. I can't
0: remember any camp stories. Like I feel like we did do water gun fights or yeah. water balloon fights or something and capture the flag. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. One thing I do remember about camp is I went to a day camp once. Um and I missed the first day because my mom forgot about it. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you forget that you signed your kid up for camp. <laughs> but I'm still kind of bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they went to a baseball game. That first day. So everyone made friends the first day. And then you came in. And I came in the second day like, oh, hey, everybody. Yeah. And then who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. So.
1: I think the one I just had a flash. And I don't know if this was junior. No, this was uh, this was junior leadership training when I was on the staff for that. Yeah. So you had the kids in their patrols and they had to create a water balloon catapult. And we put their catapults in a circle facing each other. So they, it was hot out. So we decided, oh, they'll make this catapults and as a team, and then they've, they can just launch them at each other. Well, how do we do this? Do we want them on teams, like separate them in like a solid line? Like, no, let's have it be a circle. <laughs> so and they were like, oh, let's up the ante, because we were, you know, hot. And we decided to get break out our water guns, and we would be standing in the middle of the circle. And as they were trying to launch water balloons at each other, we'd be spraying them with the water guns. And so there's a good picture of me somewhere and I forget if I have my shirt on or not. Cause I completely forgot, but I'm wearing, I think baggy pants, not UFOs, but close. It gives you the time period. Yeah. And I've got my giant water gun. That's about three and a half, four feet long. That's got the double barrel and yeah. the tripod underneath it. And for some reason I had in my pack a surgical mask like the N95 masks that people wear when they got the flu or in the hospital or whatever. It's got the metal thing to pinch over your nose. And I'm wearing that. No idea why. It's because I had it and I figured, well, you know, be intimidating, I guess. But at the same time, like, why? Yeah. I was was still a teenager at that point. It was silly stuff. I don't know where... I know there's a picture of it. I just don't know where it is.
0: Okay, before we wrap this up, I do want to bring up something that is a thing now that okay. wasn't a thing probably ten years ago.
1: Okay,
0: there are summer camps for adults.
1: Yeah,
0: and I looked into them, and they're not that expensive. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: but how long is is? It a weekend, a week, the whole they, summer?
0: They do weekends and they do weeks. Because I think the the thought process is, adults have to work, so they yeah. maybe get a week's vacation, but not like a whole, whole summer. summer. Yeah. But I'm like, I kind of want to do this. And my <laughs> wife's like, I only want to go to one that has the the blob from heavyweights. So I found one that is yeah. pretty much just that. <laughs> like you've got all the water stuff. You've got um, hiking. You've got the archery and all of that. Yeah. I, was like, I really want to do this. So next year we might be doing this because <laughs> um, she's never gone to camp. And yeah. She's very upset about that. Yeah. But and before we go, I want to apologize for my voice because evidently it's not back like I thought it was. Like I'm still sick.
1: I didn't even realize.
0: I can tell in my voice. I might cut oh, this out if it doesn't sound bad.
1: You sound tired. That's about yeah. It. I'm
0: tired. I just woke up, so that doesn't <laughs> help. Um, But yeah, so I, I was saying like I want to go to camp next year, and we should see if Brian and Kristen want to go too.
1: I'll talk to her. Yeah,
0: because. I think that'd be fun. Go for a week. It would be. There's a wet, hot American summer themed one. I'm like, no, I don't want to be shooting up
1: heroin. No. <laughs>
0: but they also like part of it, like everything's included, like you would at camp. So like food, food and activities. Yeah. Else. And then you can add on for some alcohol.
1: <laughs> That's just a bad idea. Yeah, it is. But fun. Yeah. See that being fun.
0: Yeah, if if I could plan out for next summer that we all go to camp, that would be amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. That would be.
0: Let's do it.
1: I'll talk to her about it.
0: Yeah, awesome. (laughs) All right, guys. So would you recommend this movie?
1: I mean, I would. It's one of those things that there are movies that even if you end up not wanting to see again or not liking... At yeah. the same time, like a lot, there was a lot of talent that started in this. Yeah, and I think there's some talent we... in it that are big because they were able to use this in their portfolio to get other gigs. Yeah. to finally launch themselves. Like, there's a th- there's a few people in this that like this has to be their first thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I know it's definitely Bradley Cooper's. Yeah. Um, as far as anyone else, I don't think, I don't know. There's a whole documentary on it on Netflix as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely out there. Mm -hmm. So you might not know what you're getting into if you haven't seen it before, but hopefully we did a good job of telling you. It's corny. It's, it's corny. It's ridiculous. It's obscure. Yeah. And it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, so check it, check out wet, hot American summer. It's on Netflix. Yep. Along with it's. Uh, counterparts Counterparts Wet Hot American Summer First day of camp And ten years later um, That's all I've got I'm good For you, you have to watch this I'm Alan And I'm Ryan And we'll see you next week mm-hmm. It's hot It is
1: Show me